Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Tom Brady, Dwight James, Joey Devine, Sam Wilson, Violet Eisner. Sean Keen, Corbin K. Smith, Jed's Dead Milo, special guests John Wilmus, Corbin A. Smith, Patreons Ryan Darling, thank you Ryan, Elliot Runberg. Thank you, Elliot! Matt Hawbaker! Thank you, Matt! Musical guest, Megan Trainer, And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi! It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back with... A really long episode. I'm yeah, here, baby. as always, with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, let's just get this out of the way really quickly. Toilets! 
Well, first of all, it's not the first time he's yelled about toilets. No, it is and it not. Remi- We've talked it re- about it on the show. <laughs> it reminds me of his developer's speech, mm-hmm. but he's yelling toilets instead. I really like that. Here's my favorite part is the direct end here where he's yelling about toilets for 15 straight seconds, then sort of trails off uh, and then goes clocks. That's my favorite part. And then because clearly there he's probably started talking about how many clocks there were, but I've never seen that part of the clip. Uh Um, It's just like I care. I care about two things. Toilets and clocks, baby. Uh (laughs) This is the this is the Intuit Dome that's being built in uh, Inglewood, uh, where the Clippers are up to no good, Mm -hmm. as always. Uh, I thought it was great, though, that. um, Really, Los Angeles has never given a shit about the Clippers, but now they have a lot of opportunities to take one. So, wow. uh, this is this is very female friendly, I think. Yeah. Women have much, much longer restroom lines at sporting events. And uh, Steve Ballmer, he's a ladies man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we do know that about Steve Ballmer. Toilets! Um, Sean... We have a giant episode here. Uh, We talked to John Wilms for 40 minutes and Corbin for an hour. I'm probably going to cut those down a little bit. What? We're going (laughs) to. All that gold. (laughs) But we're definitely going to be at uh, around 90 minutes to two hours. So let's very quickly do some business roundrockpod at gmail.com is our email round uh roundrockpod at roundrockpod on elon musk's hell site um call us on the phone at the number in the description of the episode buy our t-shirts at the link in the uh um in the episode and uh patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear sean review all of Shaq's business opportunities and sometimes hear us talk about the episode of Special Forces <laughs> World's Toughest Test. Uh-huh. Um, we're due for several of those episodes. We'll get to them, we swear. And um, <laughs> I believe the Round Ball Rock Fantasy League is heading into its championship. It's so incredible. Good luck, good luck to everybody going into the playoffs. Um, and uh Yeah. Let's briefly talk about some injuries. We shouldn't have sounded so excited to talk about injuries. Look, it's fine. Um, We love it. Do we? Um, No, no, we don't. (laughs) Hold on. I'm trying to find the injury drop. Give me one second. We do have an injury drop. I don't know where it is. Um, there are so many things you'd think I'd have this in more of an order, but like instead, just like he's an actor. I know he was in West Side Story. What? He was Officer Crafty. Here it is. Here. Injuries. You hate to see them. Certainly not the sight the Celtics and their fans want to see. Paul Pierce in a lot of pain, had to be carried off. Then they put him in the wheelchair as he's going back to the locker room. They are easily the worst part of basketball.
this is the sight that the Celtic fans want to see. And hear the ovation as he comes popping out of the tunnel. Except for when they're not injuries at all. And there, Paul Pierce shitting his pants. Here are some real injuries, and not ones where a guy pooped his pants. Um, Sean, mm-hmm. did you see the video of Kevin Durant falling down while in a layup line? Yeah, it looks some... bad. It looks bad. <laughs> um, he was in a boot after the game. Uh, according to my dunked on email. Uh, today, there's a fear that he's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Um, yes, they they <laughs> I heard someone say it was a grade two sprain. Yeah, which um, generally takes four to six weeks. I mean, who knows with these these crazy ankles these players have today, Joey? Mm-hmm. I blame uh, I blame Nike. Because they and their friends in China want our American players to have weak, weak ankles. What? <laughs> uh, were you replaced by uh, Ennis Cantor? What happened here? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I've, I've just been reading a lot of Tucker Carlson's uh, text messages. <laughs> and he may live. Yeah, we. <laughs> You you know Round Ball Rock is suing Tucker Carlson too, right? I did not For know saying, that. Yeah, I, yeah, shouldn't yeah. I know that? <laughs> no, because he he kept going on Fox News and saying the All Star Celebrity Game was rigged. Mm, I mean, and, it uh, is. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, there's uh, a lot of discovery. Yeah. Uh, how in trouble are the Suns if Durant is out for? six weeks i mean they're in a fair amount of trouble like they're a pretty good team but they uh don't have a ton of depth yeah they're... right now and uh they i mean look it's not like they just made the kevin durant move for this year mm-hmm. but uh you're looking at uh a for you know, some kind of forward rotation of josh akogi terrence ross and tory craig I uh, guess don't TK forget about Warren, TJ Warren. TJ yeah. Warren probably actually goes into the starting lineup, actually. But um I mean they were already know. starting a Kogi. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah the, so Which we love Josh Akogi on this podcast. We yeah, are yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. we've been on record as being a Kogi fans. Um I mean they won that game without him by like 30 points. Yeah. So it wasn't so bad. The Thunder were on a back-to-back, and uh, they weren't playing Shagel's Alexander. But at the same time, they still lost by 31 points. Uh, so Luca also got hurt last night. Uh, Luca apparently has been hurt, but yeah, he uh, he finally his quad was so sore he couldn't run. Um, yeah, the Sun. The, basically, the Suns had a chance at the two seed, and now. They're not going to get the that. Kings are definitely <laughs> keeping that two seed, which I was on record as saying already was going to happen for rigging purposes, but not. Uh, not because Kevin Durant was hurt. Um, 
So, Sean, how long is Luca out for? Sorry, I missed that. Uh, it's not clear. Well, the MRI, like, he had an MRI, and uh, I don't think anything was discovered. Mm-hmm. So he's probably, I don't know. I think they're going to rest him for like a week because I think he's been hurt for a month, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he was hurt at the All-Star game already. Yeah. And then Brandon Ingram also got hurt last night just to muddle up the back half the back end of the playoffs too you Um, know what this is saying joey load management uh we should be load managing more (laughs) the the lakers have a chance at the four seed well what i was gonna say is this is classic this is like this is perfectly set up for the golden state warriors one of the worst teams i've ever watched this year Uh to again People complained that entire run that the teams they were playing were always hurt. And now uh-huh. they have a team that's actually terrible that might make the fourth or fifth seed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can't really see them catching the Memphis Grizzlies, but they do probably get to play them twice in a week without John uh, Moran yeah. or, or Brandon Clark, Clark or yeah. Stephen Adams. So... I mean, Memphis should st- still will probably win one or both of those games. Yeah, because uh, I've the watched, Warriors are terrible. <laughs> I've watched them play basketball this year. But uh, if the Warriors were to miraculously sweep that two-game set, they would only be three games behind the Memphis Grizzlies, which is crazy. Like, they they could get the three seed. They really As could. As a team that only seed. wins nine road games. Well, yeah, and then they would face the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. <laughs> um, speaking of Grizzlies Warriors, um, we're supposed to talk about as a podcast legally, uh-huh. where we've been. I got I got a summons this morning from a uh, from a guy dressed as a DHL delivery man uh-huh. who told uh-huh. us we had to talk about uh dylan brooks and draymond green's podcast but oh, oh D- yeah draymond green really yeah. yeah draymond green getting mad at dylan brooks on his podcast yeah. because dylan brooks is a uh said some stuff in an espn article but as listeners of the show know we only talk about one podcast on this podcast mm-hmm. and that is the point forward podcast andre iguodala and evan turner the only podcast that matters the so only one are, in the world yeah we are defying that uh we are defying the law we are breaking the law we're like lenny bruce <laughs> <laughs> and we are yeah. refusing to talk about draymond green's podcast yeah i like to think that we're like um we're kind of like pete seeger but we're we're smashing a laptop that's yeah. playing the Draymond Green show. <laughs> well, I mean, we do. I will say with an axe. Sorry, that I, that was a big important part of that. When, I will say one thing though. Do you think when Draymond recorded that podcast, this happened? If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. Sparked by the leak of the video, the incident did blow up. It went viral. Joey, I think it went viral. I really do. The incident did blow up. Um, <laughs> all right, Sean, is that all we need to talk about? What else do we have here? Well, Anything? there there's an interesting news story about uh, concession workers in Chicago, actually. Yeah, and, uh, and they're, they're going on strike. And we 
talk to our friend John Wilms, who reported about it for Defector. Sorry, Wilmass. I uh, make a big deal at the beginning of this uh, about actually saying his name correct about said strike and reporting on it uh, right now. Uh, we're here with Defector's own John Wilmes. You, no, he's not Defector's own. He's in Defector, though, <laughs> reporting. Look, the man is a multi-hyphenate. He's a fiction writer. You might know him from the book Jad's Dad Milo. You might write, know him from his piece in Defector this week about Chicago labor and uh, concessions and the bulls. You might know him about uh, writing about the Rockets on Real GM and other teams, not just the Rockets. I just thought it'd be funny I to say it was the Rockets. <laughs> haven't, written, haven't written about them in a while. Uh, that's right. That voice you hear, you might know him from the Turtle Pond Hangout podcast. Uh, formerly Take It or Break It, formerly Quarantine Cast 2020. <laughs> it's... Uh, John Wilmes, even though we call him Wilms here. John, how are you? Good. I thank you for having me. Uh, I think that's I'm the nobody. I'm nobody's own. Yeah, it's I'm, true. Uh, I'm independent. I mean, you're well, Turtle Pond podcast, Turtle Turtle Pond Hangout Zone, recurring guest. <laughs> um, recurring guest. Yeah, I mean, his presence on Round Ball Rock means he does not exclusively belong to Turtle Pond. Right. I also think this is the first time we've ever said your name correctly on the show. Um, you know, it's it's really um, okay. I, I have no attachment to uh, the way that an uh, an uncommon proper noun is uh, <laughs> pronounced. It's it's really of of no consequence to me. The thing uh, the thing we brought John on to talk about is John. You recently wrote. A well-reported piece in Defector this week. Uh, do you want to run it down for our listeners? Uh, a quick, a quick little recap of what it was for anyone who hasn't listened, who hasn't read it. Yeah. So if you subscribe there, uh, you can read it, and if not, you'll have to pay. But um, <laughs> great start. It's, great a, start. <laughs> it's a paywalled website. But uh, yeah, uh, the concession workers at the United Center, uh, they, they've authorized a vote. They authorized a strike with like a 98% vote like a month ago. So I started following it, and I was like kind of curious about who actually employs them, whether it was Jerry Reinsdorf or uh, the Wurtz family who owns the Blackhawks or who I, I didn't even sure 100% true owned the United Center. Mm -hmm. turns, out, turns out it's co-owned by the Bulls and the Blackhawks, the hockey team. Your, your your listeners might have never heard of hockey before, <laughs> but uh, uh, but the company that employs them is is none of those things. It's a company called Levy, mm -hmm. which actually started as a single diner at the Water Tower Place, in Chicago, which is in like the tourist region of downtown, close to the hotel where where Sean stayed when I saw him in Chicago, mm -hmm. and um, is now scaled up to be like a 1.8 billion dollar a year food services company owned by an English multinational called Compass. Mm, great. Um, and they basically just cater sports stadiums throughout the world and even things like Disney World. I believe uh, like Compass actually did my uh 
my college dining hall. Um, that sounds right, right? That sounds I, like I, the sort of thing would, they do. I would doubt there are very many Americans who have not been fed by Compass at some point. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Sodexo. It's the same um, kind of like they do jails and colleges and cafeterias everywhere. <laughs> but it started uh, here in Chicago as a one small diner. And the first time they catered a sports game was like 1982, I believe. And it was the White Sox. Because Jerry Reinstorf invited them to do it. Mm-hmm, great. Um, and in doing so, they realized, first of all, that and this is a quote from one of these business journal hagiographies uh, about Le- the, the Levy company, that it was very easy to impress sports fans. <laughs> Um, they're drunk and have low expectations. Great. Historically, all they're getting is like bad hot dogs and peanuts. So they would make food at their restaurant and then bring it over the next day and just reheat it at the stadium. And everybody was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is the greatest thing I've ever had. Yeah. And then they take that that simple success and just scale it up to the level that it's at today. Um, but along the way... You know, they've employed a lot of people who they've barely paid and treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic. And... It's the American Chicago. dream, really, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, the and part. All... No, go ahead. The part that really stood out to me is uh, that you have to work like 50 hours a week for your health care benefits to kick in, mm-hmm. uh, which is so crazy for uh, like an arena, mm-hmm. you know, with with just like uh de- just built in irregular hours, but also that working for the same company at different venues didn't uh, count. They didn't, they didn't add together. Even if you were serving food for the white Sox and the bulls owned by the same person working for the same food service company. uh, Those were two totally separate jobs that didn't advance your benefits or the Blackhawks or the Cubs. They do the Cubs too. They do, they do most sports teams. So I I know a lot of people's, thing especially because i'm writing it and i'm a chicago guy and i've talked more than once about jerry reinsdorf they automatically want to pit it on reinsdorf and the bulls being cheap or whatever it's everybody um everybody's getting catered by this company pretty much so um yeah they they can't combine their hours from multiple venues to get very limited access to one health clinic it's not really health insurance um you know health insurance isn't going getting to go to a clinic once a once a week or every other week or something right right um usually the health clinic they just look at you they don't Mm -hmm. actually provide any care assessment at best um and then they tell you something that would cost you a lot of money to actually do um so it's not health insurance Mm -hmm. um to to call it health benefits is um quite the stretch it's really barely really a benefit uh, so, yeah, not very good. Uh, all <laughs> along the way, while they're scaling up from a mom-and-pop diner to a multinational, multi-billion-dollar company, they're selling this, like, corny towel, right, mm-hmm. of the guy Levy, Larry Levy, the, the owner. Mm-hmm. He really puts his mom front and center, similar to, like, Dave Thomas putting Wendy, his daughter, front and center um, to, like, sell this family image, Right. He even says, there's a quote where he says she was like our Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and his mom God. is like this 
this nice, cute older woman. And he even tells this story in one of these reports where he's like talking about his mom paying for somebody's getting like corrective oral surgery, um, which is what William H. Macy talks a lot about in the movie Magnolia. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's at that moment that you realize that like knowing his mom while she was alive was a better healthcare plan than what he's offering people who work mm -hmm. $200 a month for him. Um, so I just went and talked to some of the union reps. There's a, a union here, local one that they do organizing for a lot of different companies, mostly food workers and hotel workers. Mm -hmm. And they don't represent everybody who works at the stadium, but they represent a lot of people who work at the stadium. One of the things the union is negotiating for now is a card check, which means that I don't know, understand exactly how that works, but I think it means that pretty much everybody who work at the stadium does kind of have to join the union um, or they at least are negotiating for them. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm a union member. We negotiate for people who aren't in our union. Sean so, and I are the, of course, members of the podcasters union. Mm -hmm. The podcasters union. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We've, uh, we're, we're actually in heavy negotiations with, uh, uh, <laughs> with Mark Marin right now. Yeah. About oh, cool. uh, getting us more, uh, getting us more me undies. Yeah, if uh, you're as part if of you're, our contract. <laughs> if if you're wondering in the local area, um, the Giants uh, conf concessions are done by this company called Bon Appetit Catering, and they're really big on like they're French. They don't use trans fat oils. I mean, they're from like the Silicon Valley, I think. But uh, <laughs> and they uh, they have like you know. Uh, a lot of the packaging is compostable and uh, they're also co-owned by Levy. So it's the yeah. same. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Okay. It is the same corporation <laughs> with all. Yeah. The Giants concession workers had to strike because uh, they weren't getting any COVID safety stuff in 2020. Or hazard pay. So they they actually won a small victory. But uh, again, still a giant multinational British corporation. Yeah, pretty pretty ridiculous. I mean, I think that if you think about it, this this sports stadium American experience, right? Um, when you think about the idea that the money you're spending on your peanuts and hot dog at the ball game is going to England, it's like I don't, you know, the irony of this doesn't kill me because I'm not like a super pro America guy. But what was seven? What was 1776 even for? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm buying my hot dogs at the ball game from the Brits. How did we end up in this situation? <laughs> um, and then you know you, you go down a you go down a, a quote unquote globalism rabbit hole, and then you're friends uh -oh. with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, be careful, you're getting into Kyrie Irving territory. <laughs> no, no, there, there was a there was a comment on the story where somebody was uh, talking about Kyrie, where they were like. This is the tragedy of Kyrie. Like in an alternate universe, he could have been advocating for like these people <laughs> and like and like real problems um, as opposed to the nonsense that he goes on about. Um, but um, yeah, so I talked to some people from the union. They're quoted in the story. They went on strike yesterday. I believe it was a one day strike. Uh, I don't know how much. There's um, probably there. There definitely is financial precarity on the on the part of the rank and file. So I don't mm -hmm. know how hard they can strike. I know it was a disaster. Them going 
a disaster for the United Center, them going on a strike and a disaster for Levy. Somebody posted a picture of like some uncooked chicken that they waited 20 minutes for and missed the entire first quarter of the Bulls Pacers game, which the Bulls lost because Tyrese Halliburton made a game winning shot at like half court. Um, in case you were wondering. Well, that's but, uh, it's because he supports the union. That's why he did that, right? Right. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is uh, in the DSA. Everyone knows so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he uh, did that, and there was the uncooked chicken picture and a lot of other complaints you saw on Twitter. Like, uh, skeleton crew with just like these, you know, I don't want to call these people scabs who are necessarily who are temps because... It's just people trying to make these poor people probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Financially precarious people. What are they supposed to do? Um, but, you know, you need experience to run an entire stadium's worth of food. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a lot of people who've worked there for over 20, up to 30 years and stuff. And so, yeah, they only have like a third or something of all the different food and drink options even open at the stadium because of the strike. Mm-hmm. People are pissed. They're pissed off. And um, the Big Ten tournament starts there on Wednesday. So oh. that's what you do. You want to go on strike at a time that's very inconvenient for your employer. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I Again, I'm in the union. We we authorized a strike in fall. We didn't end up going on one. But we would have went on it right as midterms were happening during the semester because – Again, that's what you do. Yeah, what happened is uh, uh, Obama called your president and told you guys, convinced you guys not to strike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, remember that's... when that happened in the bubble? That was great. Um... <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, two um, different Chicago names have a texting friendship. One, I've, I've mentioned one of these people. This is not related to the story. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Mm-hmm. And Lori Lightfoot have a friendly texting relationship. That is not surprising to me. At wow. All. Oh, uh, Lori, Light- are you going to miss her? Uh, no. Do you um, think Lori Lightfoot has met Drake LaRoche? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, Adam LaRoche's son, Chris Sale's best the friend, the and the an amateur uh, crime fighter against sex trafficking in Southeast Asia. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't a hundred percent rule it out, but uh very unlikely. Um but yeah, so there was I'm behind on this. I'm like months behind on this. I don't know how I missed this. I don't know how the text messages came out either. But apparently Lori Lightfoot was like a fan of Tony LaRusso's because mm-hmm. she's also like belligerent, I guess. <laughs> and um <laughs> but um there was a text from Reinsdorf to Lori, what had happened was, this is in 2021, there was a, a, a brouhaha on the field. And the Sox were going to, you know, mix it up with the other team or whatever. And LaRusso runs out onto the field in a way that looks hilarious because he's old and weird. Right. And, um, <laughs> he was so weird Reinsdorf, when he was not old, too. We should just make that he clear. Was always weird. He was always He's yeah. always been weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's also kind of looked the same. His, he's never, uh, like, his hat, his cap brim has always been perfectly straight. 
Yeah, he uh, has never... the face of a cartoon from the 30s. All right, keep going. Um, Wins a lot, won a lot of games. Yeah. Won a lot of games. He did look really bad in his last year with the White Sox. Looked significantly worse. Like it was like, oh, that man is dying. <laughs> um, but uh, Reinsdorf sends to Lori a tweet with the video of this and says, your guy was ready to mix it up last night. Mm. Wow. So that's what we're dealing with. It just happens to be the case also that Lightfoot um, helped the local sports owners get gambling in their stadiums. Sure. She did some mm-hmm. some, some policy stuff to make that happen more quickly. And then well, they maybe they can use it. some of that gambling money to pay uh, for health care for the people serving reheated burritos. You know, um, I'm not I'm not foreseeing them doing that. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> optionally i don't think they'll do that optionally uh, <laughs> you don't no uh, what <laughs> so so uh so they all donated to Lori lightfoot's re-election campaign which she did not win of course mm-hmm. um she's gonna bring out yeah, that that's... covid cowboy to bust up this strike Right before she yeah. leaves office. Right? What's next for her? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The suit designs. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want her to like go almost like the Mike Ditka route. Um, just be like, like she has her own restaurant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, I think. Like, I don't think. I don't think anybody will have a problem with her. If she's not the mayor. Yeah. Does public like, access still exist in Chicago? She should have like. A yeah. local talk show where she wears her big right. suits. Um, <laughs> yes. And does like, like uh, Lori's takes. <laughs> like she's a legend. Don't get me wrong. She's hilarious. Like there are things I will say about her now that are kind of warm now that I know that she's not going to be the mayor anymore. Right, right. She was a very bad mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, she was great and, at uh, taking, you know, hilarious she... photos. I mean, accidentally hilarious photos. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes intentionally. Though, yeah. Right. She was both intentionally and unintentionally. I mean, funny. she goes down uh, in history with like Rob Ford as like uh, the decades fun. The sorry, the uh, the century's funniest mayors. Um, she's a hilarious <laughs> man. <laughs> and again, I, I would not mind her sticking around and just being kind of a character. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, bad mayor. Uh, also, don't listen to any of the national media when they talk about why she didn't get reelected. It's not because she was too far to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, like, I didn't think she was too far to the left when she trapped protesters downtown mm-hmm. by raising the bridges and stopping train service so that they could all get the shit beat out of them by police officers. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, didn't to be that fair, that is a classic life. Chicago tactic. Um, it is a classic by Chicago Democratic tactic. mayors. <laughs> yes. No, it was like she, she very much abandoned her platform as soon as she became mayor and just became a daily or Rom style ruler. Um, but without but without bribing city council was mm-hmm. her that was the mistake she made because those guys would just bribe city council and, and include them in on the grift. Yeah. Um yeah, <laughs> she, she thought she could skip the second part of the process, basically. Yeah. Um, so that is why she lost, because all these different people ran to take her seat 
who would have been happy with her as mayor if they just included her in the grift. Right. That's what Daly knew. That's what Rom knew, too. Rom was never defeated. He just didn't yeah. run again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he covered up that police shooting. People were too mad about it. Um, yeah, well, horrible, he probably could have won anyway, shooting. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Knowing how stupid our voters are, he probably still could have won anyway. Uh, so back to concessions wor- workers, Sean. Uh, sorry, John. Um, where are they at now? They struck, obviously. Is Levy going to talk to them? Does it look Apparently like they've been negotiating? Yeah, um, it's not. It's not like they weren't coming to the table. They just weren't close enough on all the stuff they've been asking for. But when they went and struck yesterday, and they got all that. <laughs> Oops, sorry, they got all that bad um, press. The Levy Twitter account, which is not very active, mm-hmm. um, put put out this little statement being like, uh, this is not true. They're lying. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that you're lying. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. They say, we cannot understand how a significant package of benefits um, has not uh, been brought to a vote. And they like list all these things that they say they're offering, but then people from the union say that they're not actually on. they're not actually yeah um, well this cannot a... believe this company is lying on the internet yeah <laughs> uh, yeah un- well you know when nephew kyle runs their twitter um, mm-hmm. that's what... <laughs> um so john i also wanted to ask you what was it like going from an nba blog boy to doing actually re- actual reporting on a story like oh, this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done plenty of reporting before um, <sighs> on more important stuff than basketball. So it was it was nothing new. Uh, I guess some reporting on activism over at Jacobin, um, other places as well. Google my name. Oh, but, uh, Ooh. oh, he gave a Google my name. I, I, can't, I don't I don't have my resume handy. Um, have you ever uh, reviewed chocolate chip cookies for Willamette Week? Uh, I have I have not. I have, we I might have to get somebody else on the second half of this podcast. Yeah. Then uh, have okay, you ever okay. have you ever written a movie review? Uh, what was pretending to be a movie review but actually it was a hit piece about tom brady <laughs> for rolling uh, stone magazine yet. well i'm yeah, sorry we're gonna say, have to get someone else on this podcast for the second half <laughs> i i do have to say i was i was surprised in the um 80 for brady uh movie review that uh i didn't realize that tom brady's foundation was such a scam yeah well you know we'll it's talk just, to someone else propping about up that. his nutrition company it's crazy um, also co-owned okay. by Lee levy oh <laughs> well, maybe not maybe not um john yeah is there anything going on in the nba right now that you want to talk about while you're here because they i know someone uh, someone doesn't let you talk about the nba on your own podcast <laughs> I wrote about the John Moran situation. It just came out at Real GM. Just as we were recording, they posted it. Oh. Um, the situation stinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you you guys are roughly my age, so you know what it was like the last time there was a superstar who had this kind of baggage. Mm-hmm. It was like It's like been a while, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really. 
so that's kind of the angle I took on it. Just thinking about like Iverson, everybody on the Blazers. You can talk to somebody else about that in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like the 2000s. And, you know, I actually appreciate that it's definitely not even close to insane as it was back then mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, like John Moran acting the way he is, is not seen as anyone's thing but his own mm-hmm. right it's not like this isn't a memphis thing this isn't a young black players thing it's this a john, Moran, it's john Moran guy. i will say <laughs> yeah. i did sort of the way people tweeted about how he when he said he was going to take some time away kind of rubbed me the wrong way where like lots of people were tweeting like i just hope he gets the help he needs and i'm like he's not sick he's just a dumbass yeah, also <laughs> like, also you, you know he didn't write this statement yeah. himself. like <laughs> like i like yes i hope he like grows up but other than that like it's not he's not it's not he's a not disease going to gu- he's not yeah. going to gun rehab you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, Although I, I did I mean, dip. go ahead, sorry. No, I just I I don't know what's going on with him. I think that there is a certain amount of he's pretty young, um, and he's the face of a global brand that's worth like a hundred billion dollars, mm-hmm. uh, or not the face, but the face is LeBron, and you know he's going to eventually retire, and then you have like Steph and KD who are not exactly young, so. He's part of a young generation who are supposed to be the next faces of this increasingly international brand. And he just got this new contract. We saw, and this is a much smaller situation in which there are no guns, but um, Julius Randle last year having really crazy mood swings that were like visible on court when he was in the first year of big contract with the Knicks. I think all these players are like mentally unwell, like, <laughs> I mean, pretty much all of them. There's like a few of them who are, who are just like so cocky that they're bulletproof. Mm-hmm. I, not that many. Um, but then I, I also really don't, and I wrote about this, I also really don't like the way that people analyze his behavior from the lens of like, is he really like that or whatever? Right. It's like, who, who cares? Like, just And they're like, is he really like street? Is he really, you know, hard? And it's like, I, I don't know who cares like <laughs> yeah. the, the act the actions are what the actions are yeah. you, can't right, right. Beat people, you can't be beating people up and threatening them with guns yeah um, you know it's not and they're like oh well here's a picture of him in a polo shirt and boat shoes which cost like no money <laughs> TJ, TJ Maxx what do you think you think that everybody who's ever worn a polo shirt is, <laughs> is somehow like <laughs> From the Coke family or something? Right, right. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And he's he's from the South, so people are like, oh, well, he's not from, you know, Dirty ATL, or he's not like the Bloods of the Crips or the the, the Latin Kings in Chicago. It's like, he's from the South. You know what happened with Michael Jordan's dad hanging out yeah. with weird people in the South, right? Like, <laughs> well, people he's... can be violent and weird in a lot of different ways just because it doesn't conform to – you know, this like rudimentary knowledge of gangs that you have or something. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. The people from his hometown include Ray Allen, 
and uh, painter Jasper Jones. So there's a big range. It's he's from a, he's from like an Air Force town in South Carolina. And we and don't I, know very this, much about his life. No, no, because he wasn't he he really has not been famous very long either because he no. wasn't particularly famous until his last year of college, really. So, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's like it's happened very quickly. And then people will say, like, oh, well, he's got from a two parent household. So what? <laughs> like, right. Are we going to have like the only people who have ever been weird or bad had one parent? What are we doing? Here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Um, so it's just I, like the this. other take I hated that I keep seeing is like, well, you know, if the Memphis front office had just put some veterans on the team, they wouldn't be acting this way. And it's like, oh, yeah, if they'd uh, signed Kendrick Perkins, I'm sure John Morant <laughs> wouldn't have his gun around. <laughs> oh, I do. I do think that they need uh, veterans, but not for this. Just yeah, not for, for that. Dylan yeah, yeah, Brooks, exactly. For Dylan Brooks purposes. Yes. Yeah. Um. yeah. So to get Dylan Brooks to put a damn shirt on. Yes. <laughs> that's actually much more true. That's the more troubling video this week from the Memphis Grizzlies is Dylan Brooks in that vest. That's like a, a gun. He's holding a gun. I guess it's illegal, but he's... I will say anyone at that strip club. He's just I, showing it off. I do think Sunday was maybe one of the worst days a single franchise has ever had in NBA history. <laughs> oh, it's like where John Morant Achilles. got suspended, Brandon Clark tore his Achilles, and Dylan Brooks got suspended all in yeah. one day. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, they're they're in a tough way. This is gonna, this is turning into almost kind of the season from hell for them because brandon clark yeah is off of the year and i mean they're whatever man they do need to add a veteran i i agree with that but but like i said i'm i'm glad it's not as crazy as it was because people would be, were doing much less than mm -hmm. what john moran is doing right now <laughs> like 20 years ago and it was used as an excuse to do a referendum on the entire yeah. league and the yeah entire oh league. yeah yeah, like the the Jamal Tinsley in got in multiple gunfights and everyone was like, well, this is Ray Allen's fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, like, the thing with the jail, the, the quote unquote jail blazers was that like there were some bad dudes on that team. They were mostly marginal players, though. And then you have like Rashid Wallace, who just yells a lot. Yeah. And then he, like, he, he smoked weed. That was it. That was the big was, accusation. Damon Stoudemire, Isaiah Ryder, weed. That's it. That's yeah. a legal drug now. Like, what are we doing here? Um, and we're not doing that now, which, again, I appreciate. I do think that there's some certain, like, going, like, too far in the other direction commentary, too, where it's, like, everybody just reflexively says that any critique of, of Jaws is probably racist, and then, like, and then the evidence piles up, and it's like, oh, he actually needs to like he, stop, yeah, just, yeah. stop, stuff, like, stop punching people. Like you're yeah. rich. Like you, you don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the story of um, especially knowing that it happens and it's this happening in the South. I don't remember if the story was supposed to be in the Memphis area or back home. The in finish line South one. Carolina. Yeah, was, was where was that? Memphis. It's I mean, or Memphis, a yeah. suburb of Memphis. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's the most like Danny McBride, Jody Hill shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, 
your mom got upset at the mall and then you and nine of your friends came <laughs> to get in a fight with a wage worker yeah. like what is going on i'm like they didn't like, even make it to the shoe store which is the amazing thing like he like, rolled in nine deep and he was not able to get his satisfaction at the finish line they did successfully yeah, they got- <laughs> i mean good job mall security for uh Mm-mm, protecting right. We look. We are we. Round ball rock stances. All cops are bastards, including mall cops. I'm sorry, Sean. Take it back. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there's one more thing I want to talk to you about, John. That happened oh, today. Uh, they took away Giannis's fake triple double. Um, did you see the video? Oh. I actually, this is this is news to me. I've actually had a busy work day. So. Okay, so, so, Giannis, okay, so yeah. Giannis was one rebound away from a triple-double on mm-hmm. Sunday night. And it's a close game with yeah. Washington. And he he sort of did it as a joke. Like, it's as a, he's it's doing definitely it, a it's joke. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> he, <So> he... <laughs> he has the ball in the backcourt, and he sort of Ricky Davises it. But it's no, like... No, no, he, he was... No, he, was, was he, on, he dribbled. The it was on, he yeah, dribbled yeah. onto his own court. Yeah, yeah. But no one's guarding him. They were letting yeah. <laughs> him... Someone made kind of a half... They're up six. And yeah. some guy made kind of a half-assed foul attempt. And so he... Yeah, he just... He just sort of tapped the ball off the basket to get his final <laughs> rebound. But he's, like, laughing while looking at his own bench while doing yeah. it. And the NBA came out today and rescinded the rebound, uh-huh. removing oh. his triple-double. It's not an official triple-double. <laughs> and I wanted The world's to, fakest stats. I wanted to ask you guys, <laughs> this happens, like, every five years, it feels like, where... The NBA takes away a fake rebound to remove a triple-double. It happened to Bobby Sura. I believe Andre Blatt should happen, too. It also mm-hmm. famously happened to Ricky Davis, who did it on his own basket. He shot on his own basket, oh, yeah. and then Deshaun Stevenson tried to tackle him. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry, it was the very late, uh, I don't know, wasn't that late in the Jerry Sloan. Anyway, Jerry Sloan was like, I would have kicked his ass. Yeah. Um, and I want to ask you, like, is it ridiculous that the only stat it feels like the NBA <laughs> finds, uh, like, the sanctity of the triple-double is the only one they predict? What? Meanwhile, like, John Stockton has probably, like, 2,000 assists where Carl Malone dribbled eight times to get to the basket. <laughs> yeah. I, You know, I, I just am curious as to, like, the stat audit process. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is, is this happening for every game, for every player, for every stat? That's a like, great question. It feels like it doesn't because you only hear about it for triple doubles. But then when they were, when there was that story about Jaron Jackson being credited for so many blocks, uh, I love that the biggest nerds in the blogging community were like, I watched every block. And- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I do think it's weird how I was looking back at, at the reaction to the Ricky Davis play Mm -hmm. and the Cavaliers were, you know, not good that year. Yeah. And, uh, they were tanking for LeBron anyway. (laughs) Um, and there was this big outcry and the Cavaliers were like, well, this was pretty embarrassing for him. And. It didn't even work. You don't, it doesn't count as a field goal attempt when you shoot at your own basket anyway. Um, (laughs) 
And and there was like enough outcry that the Cavs were like, fine, we're fining him for something that's like. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So at first I was like, this is just gambling related because there's so many like triple double parlays. Oh, but the other thing I is. I forget about gambling a lot just because yeah. I don't I don't do it. And so now it's like, I'm sure it's like, we got to preserve the sanctity of this for DraftKings and fan duel parlays. Yeah. Um, but what's weird is triple doubles are no longer uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, it's weird that there's such a big deal when they're just happening all the time. Like now. the Bobby Sura one, when they took away the time he potentially, he on purpose missed a, a triple double. He did it because he was trying to get his third straight triple double and was one rebound away. And that's amazing. Then now it's like, I mean, Russell Westbrook did this for 82 straight games. I mean, he had like 45 triple doubles that year. And it used to be like the the few, the proud Oscar Robertson and Jason Kidd. That was it. Magic Johnson had like 12 in his career. Yeah. Um, And now it's like, well, like uh, Jokic is probably going to average a triple double again. Um, yeah, yeah, we need I, to we need to stop making it, such a big deal. I think it's because the name is still so catchy. The name it just is has good. the best branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a double. People will still mention double doubles too. And it's like, oh, double um, doubles are embarrassing. They're not embarrassing. <laughs> I mean. Just, they usually just val- they value rebounding, which is I think an undervalued stat overall. But um, yeah, but I just always think of like when I think of a double double guy, I'm always like, oh, that's like uh, Troy Murphy, David Lee. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Troy Murphy is like the double double yeah. king. It's like a guy who fights his own teammates for <laughs> free throw rebounds. <laughs> Uh, it may, have you guys heard of the? Do you guys know of the the book Dead Souls? Uh, no, it's kind of old old Russian literature. It uh, I think of it almost any time that there's like questions of like authenticity with numbers afoot. I think about it a lot when I'm reading about like cryptocurrency and stuff. Basically, it's a it's a story about a con artist of sorts who um, a bunch of you know he approaches a bunch of rich guys he's a poor guy but he wants to appear to be rich to other people so he approaches a bunch of rich guys about taking all the names of their dead serfs Mm -hmm. um and buying up all of their serfs or like slaves basically but they're just they're dead um but so he can just buy all of their names at like a cheap cost and then he's like dude i have like 350 serfs Mm -hmm. and then everybody's like wow i haven't even heard of this guy yet and he starts like rising up in high society um, cause people are like, he has like 350 serfs. Um, even though he has, he has none really, he just bought mm-hmm. the names. Um, this so is this also is how of. I believe, uh, AOL guru Chingy rose up the ranks, uh, was by buying, <laughs> <laughs> by buying dead.coms. Um. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think of. I also think of this moment I saw on Bulls Twitter the other day. And this is the only comment I'll really make on the current state of the Bulls. Um, and this is like, it was just like really depressing to see, you know, like one of those moments where you, you just see like some nobody on Twitter having such a specific grievance about something they shouldn't <laughs> even, shouldn't even be watching. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
it was uh, a, a replay of like a steal that the Bulls had gotten, and it was attributed to Levine, even though I guess Vucevic just like initiated this the disruption mm-hmm. of the possession, and this person was upset about who was being attributed the steal. And so I was just like, how many levels of like bullshit are you deep into? Right? <laughs> what is going? What is going on? Who are you? <laughs> Well, I think that's a great place to end our conversation. John, thank you so much yeah. for coming on. Uh, we at Round Ball, we should say, we support workers of all types, unionize mm-hmm. now. Uh, and don't... authors on Mouse House Books. Yeah, and we also support... Dad's every... Jad Milo. <laughs> we, we also support all authors of the dog-based publishing company, Mouse House Books. Um, <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We're going to have uh, John's podcast co-host on now to talk about the jailblazers and john morant uh corbin a smith that was our friend wilms uh read that article in defector support labor uh fuck the man um all right now look we talked to corbin a smith about the jailblazers specifically a in regards to the John Morant stuff, and I guess the Sean Kemp stuff now, too. Um, so let's uh, hear from our friend Corbin. Look, we talk a lot about not Jailblazers John Morant stuff, too. Like, a lot of Marvel, a lot of Persona games. <laughs> <laughs> so just be ready. All right. We're here. With you might know him from his writing for Maven.com on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we're here with Corbin Smith. I love those Hawks. Geno Smith, show him the money, brother. That's right. Corbin Smith, NFL himself. Just kidding. It's Corbin A. Smith, the take man for Rolling Stone. Um, Corbin, how are you? fine turtle pond podcast listen to it fire emblem play it um <laughs> but don't play fire emblem <laughs> right. it won't make you, it won't it doesn't make your life better <laughs> oh, man i'm not i'm nuts deep in this run on this game though well we'll talk about it later um no we won't we're talking about it right now no uh <laughs> this is the first time i've ever done video with joey and sean mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I normally turn video off. I don't like it. Don't Fair like enough. Looking at people. Um, and uh, Joey's doesn't have anything on his walls and it's creepy. Well, there's actually he has stuff on his walls. It's just the, the wrong. Walls, yeah, just it's, on it's this the other wall. So you just have one blank wall. That's yeah. Even weirder. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, agree. Wait, what it's, is what is that wall? This is my bedroom. Um, oh, so oh, that's the that's bedroom right. wall. Okay. The TV's the right fucking, there. You got like the you, your uh, your bed frame is like this weird brass thing. Yeah, it's it's an antique that my parents gave us. <laughs> what's that? What's that thing? What's that thing right there? An exercise bike. Oh, yeah. Well, you clearly don't use that. No, but Ivy does. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, well, you sit there, well, you sit there and get some Apex in. Yeah. Or. Uh, yeah, well, I've been playing the Persona games like they're my job the last two months <laughs> yeah. while I haven't had a job. Um, but we can't talk about that because we're here to are talk. You, wait, are you mad? Sorry, we, sorry we're going to need to because we've uh, and we've ran it on one of my 
interests now. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Are you playing three right now? I beat three last week. Uh, I'm playing four again for oh very sad reasons. That's um, I literally fired four back up because I, quote, missed my friends. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that is, uh, all right. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you... Uh, can we talk just a little bit about um, that Marvel game you were playing, Joey? Not we Marvel won't... Snap. Oh, uh, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns? Midnight oh, yeah, Suns. I heard sure. that game's fucking tight. It's fun. I heard it was very difficult to understand even what it was. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I guess get, the Midnight Suns are like vampires. Game, but let's start Captain Marvel. But you have like they have like book clubs. They do have you have to buy like yeah. That's a that you know what they stole that for. Well, I guess they stole it from Persona. Well, they stole it from Fire Emblem. Who stole it from Persona? Um, but yeah, they have book clubs. They have um, like Captain uh, Marvel has a crush on Blade. Yeah, you have to. It's the other way around. You have to buy them presents. A big part of it is buying them presents and also going on uh, non-romantic dates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Um, three houses. In between the fighting, yeah. Yeah, this is all three houses stuff. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly amusing. Yeah. That when they decided to make this game, they were like, how do we get more of the... uh, how do we get more of the the guys in here? Uh, How do we get more comic stuff in here? And they're like, Mm -hmm. well, I played this game Fire Emblem Three Houses, (laughs) and you can have a conversation, a lengthy conversation between two characters about whether or not they like cake. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, like, that's going to be the kind of thing you can do here, too. They're like, wait, I could talk to Iron Man about cake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm Iron a Man Ghost Rider. Is, could Iron I talk Man to is, Ghost Rider yeah. about cake? Iron yeah, Man yeah, yeah. is always fighting with Doctor Strange. They're always mad at each other. Yeah. Um, at the end of the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Corbett did, the, <laughs> did the finger in the circle finger thing. Um, yeah, well, I was trying are, to be subtle about it. Are the Midnight Suns, is that, does that mean they're vampires or are they all like, no, the fight vampires? are the Midnight Suns like from hell? No, okay. In the game, they're like magicians. It's They're all magic. So the main Midnight Suns, Oh, okay. Our uh, um, Ghost Rider. Okay. Um, Motorcycle hero. Magic. Uh, okay. Colossus's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Caretaker. Bride. Agatha oh. Harkness. Scarlet Doctor Witch. Str- I mean, Doctor Strange, right? No, he's a, he's an Avenger in the game. Oh. Um, but he's friends with them. That's why they go hide out at the the Abbey with the Midnight Suns. Good. Uh, the magician lady from the uh, Runaways, whose name I forget. Nico, Nico Marinu. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's tight in the game. She's real good. Um, hey, you know, that's a great comic book character right there. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting somebody. All right. Um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we've talked about this for too long. What we're here to talk about. It's fucked up. I think that there hasn't been a Ghost Rider movie with the song Ghost Rider in it. Which Ghost Rider? Like Ghost Riders the in the suicide Sky? Song. Oh. Yeah, have you ever heard the cover of the Suicide Song by Rollins Band, Corbin? No, is it good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's on the Crow soundtrack, the first CD I ever bought with my own money. Wow. Oh, um, which is a banger. Uh, we, we, here's why we have Corbin on. Uh, we want to shit on Tom Brady. No, um, we're... No, <laughs> let's go. He's no, staying retired, guys. He said he was staying retired because he's, he's raising doing a kitten. 
He's, he's raising a kitten and he's doing stand up. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, got to be a commercial. That's got to be a commercial thing, right? Yeah, him doing stand up absolutely. It's going to yeah. be some uh like another another uh, financial scam. scam. Yeah. 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 Um, it's that or he truly is the most divorced man in history. Whew. One of the two. Yeah, uh, it's a good way to get some quick cash. No, the real reason we had Corbin yeah, when on. you've done it for 10 years, like you. No, if you're famous, you can do it. You could be oh, terrible okay. as long as you're famous. Oh, like Steve-O style. I'll, I'll yeah, 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 yeah. Steve-O or actually like the tries at the... it, though. Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, yes, <laughs> some people try, but they're not yeah. like, like seeing the kids in the hall do stand-up is novel to see the kids, but like, yeah. they're not really good at it. Sure. None I of mean, them are good at it? Well, Scott Thompson's kind of amusing, but he does almost like a cabaret show. Yeah, right. Scott sort of Thompson at a comedy is, club. Yeah, Scott, Scott Thompson, Thompson is, is like really a side a of it. Yeah, I he's like yeah. A, yeah. The but other like Kevin McDonald does storytelling. Dave Foley <clears throat> cashes checks. Dave yeah. Foley yeah. is actually the most divorced man in history. Uh, oh, yeah, when Tom true. Brady starts, yeah, he doing actually stand-up, is. It will actually he's, replace Dave him. Dave Foley is very no, divorced. no offense to Dave. I mean, he just, <laughs> yeah, we love he just Dave. got he got hit by the divorce train. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the look, one of the greats, Dave Foley. Um, what I do think would be funny. This is an inside joke, just for me and Sean. But if Tom Brady started doing stand-up. And he changed his name to Tom Thackar. Oh, that would be so What funny. do you think would happen to the guy we know, Tom Brady, who had to change his name yeah. to Tom Thackar because doing stand-up was miserable because his name was, was Tom Brady? Yeah, <laughs> um, it, yeah it, it was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, he eventually just broke it. He really, tried, he really stuck with Tom Brady for way longer than long you might have thought. Yeah. I mean, it is really his name, so that's the Michael, why. He, the, 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 the Michael Bolton conundrum. Yeah. Why yeah. did I change yeah. my name? He's the one who sucks. Oh man. I wonder if I wonder if Tom has actually weighed in on the Brady rumors, because that might that might break him a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we should uh anyway, we're we're here to talk to Corbin because he has extensively covered the coverage of the jailblazers post. Uh, like now, in the future, he's looked at the past, and we want to talk to him about the pitfalls that the media should avoid getting into with the Ja Morant situation. Right, mm. Sean? That's why we have Corbin here, oh, what's basically. Now what's happening with Ja Morant? Did something... <laughs> <laughs> have, you been, have you been following this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it sounds like, you know... Sounds like a uh, 17 year old is asking for fists, and uh, that's what happens, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, he probably shouldn't have brought a gun out. That's not really yeah, yeah, yeah. necessary when you're dealing with a 17 year old at your own house. Although the 17 year old did apparently threaten to light his house up. So <laughs> mm-hmm. at that point, like the maybe you do need to show him a gun. Um, yeah, anyway. Like, so, yeah, so here's a, just a quick rundown of the events that happened. Uh, this this came in the news because the Washington Post got some uh, police records. Uh, the fight with the 17-year-old. 17-year-old goes to John Morant's house to play pickup basketball. Mike Miller's in attendance. So that's important. <laughs> um, and uh, I've never a good sign of Mike Miller's there. And this, this story <laughs> came out in like September because the 17 year old tried to sue jaw. I don't know what the status of that lawsuit is, mm-hmm. but uh, he basically 
In his lawsuit, he claims he accidentally hit John Morant in the face when he threw a basketball. That's mm. not believable. Uh, and then one of Jaw's friends uh, held him up and he punched him. And then uh, the kid said he was going to light up the house like the 4th of July. And uh, <laughs> which is that feels like something that like an old person writes for a teen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Um. So then, uh, what else do we have here? Oh yeah. So then, the same week, a couple days—I don't remember if it was before or earlier—Jaw's uh, mom called him because she had a negative customer service interaction at the finish line, a shoe store at a mall, and Josh showed up with uh, nine friends, and they uh, got into it with a uh, the cop. head. Yeah. yeah, the head mall cop, uh, <laughs> the king a of mall the mall captain, cops. a mall lieutenant. Yeah. I don't know, a bad mall <laughs> lieutenant. Um, and then the other, the other thing that's happened is uh, uh, his dad almost got into a fight with Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, I don't really think Dylan Brooks's crimes are on John Morant. So I, yeah, the, Dylan those are Brooks crimes has, against fashion, though. Yeah, any punch. Donovan Mitchell in the nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the other thing was that uh, Jaw's friend got into it with the Indiana Pacers, specifically uh, Canadian backup point guard Andrew Nemhard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that led to uh, his friend got banned from NBA arenas for mm-hmm. a year because he went on the court. And then uh, they pointed they a laser Probably sight. pointed yeah. a gun at the Indiana Pacers team nah, bus I think while they, they were driving past him. I don't think it was a gun. You think it was like a pocket laser? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, a uh, laser yeah. pointer. Yeah, I don't know. And then, oh, and then this week he was uh, at a gentleman's club called Shotgun Willies. He went on Instagram Live and uh, uh, a, held a up parent, a gun, a parent, an apparent gun, an alleged gun. Now, Corbin, <clears throat> you have been, uh, I would say a. Uh, Vocal, you've gone back through some of the Portland media's uh, writings about the jailblazers. I have, yes. And uh, have deemed the majority of the coverage racist. Right? Is that correct? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Let me think. You might be kind of putting words in my mouth. I think that what I would say is that a lot of it was some of it was like racist racist like you could tell that the columnist at hand a lot of the opinion writing was race i actually didn't hear any of the sports talk stuff because that is very hard to access archivally oh like, right I, yeah i think coward was actually working in portland at the time oh i'm sure that was so, very uh level-headed yeah. Um. Yeah, you got you got to imagine that whatever that was was bad. Um, I would say that a lot of people who were writing columns at the time were uh, transmogrifying a sort of broader anxiety about you know is the NBA too street? Is the NBA too da da da? Mm-hmm. And they were feasting off of that in a market that is the whitest like Portland is still and was at the time, the whitest city of its size in the, in the country. Mm -hmm. And they knew that 
they were basically just yanking on honking on bobo and by bobo i mean dog whistles uh-huh yeah uh-huh. uh day and night um yeah uh i so yeah i would say i would say it was all it was all pretty racist Mm -hmm. so my question the reason i started there is i want to ask you to tell our listeners some specific maybe phrases or takes they should be looking out for uh when it comes to john morant that are uh dog whistly that are well, geez, that's an interesting. I mean, it's been a minute, Joey. I don't know if I could, but like, I there are some that are obvious. Like, don't use the word "thug" ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not useful to anybody. Um, don't don't like stand around and make unreasonable demands about what the team needs to do about mm-hmm. the guy's contract, because that's basically you being like, we have to take somebody's money away because his pants are sagging. I uh, heard a guy. <laughs> on a popular uh, NBA podcast today say that the Grizzlies need to hire security to tail John Morant 24 hours a day to protect him from himself. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably not a uh, non-loaded suggestion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Uh, he really uh, he he already has an entourage like like security being around John Morant is not really a problem he feels overprotected honestly yeah at this point like uh (laughs) maybe like maybe try to like sneak a guy into the entourage whose whose deal is to be is to say come on fellas hey guys (laughs) whoa well hey let's think about this guys it's funny because the uh the traditional somewhat racist racist narrative of like Hey man, well, if his father was involved, this wouldn't be happening. And now it's like, no, actually, his dad's there pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was another thing I heard. His dad's on, really involved. And now was, it's like <laughs> that, that was another thing I heard on a prominent NBA podcast today, which is uh John Morant's dad needs to stop drinking courtside every game. That's what's I mean, his father does need to tone it down, yeah. but that doesn't have anything to do with Jaw getting into fights. Yeah. Like, like it's just kind of it. I mean, he just shouldn't be getting into fights with like yelling at opposing players. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, you know what I think? Like, that's an annoying dad. That doesn't have anything to do with uh, crime. Uh, what what other phrases? Um, I don't. You know, I guess don't rap on him for smoking weed a bunch but that i don't think that i don't think that's yeah and no one really seems to uh that was particularly loaded in portland because it's not like portland was like a cannabis unfriendly culture at the time well and it's like that's that's the worst thing she did right was like well yeah show up at a team event high he had a domestic incident but okay but he i'm you know he went to court he dealt with it like a grown-up and i and but really it was that he liked to smoke weed and tell the refs to fuck off, which mm-hmm. is actually was good. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. 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 Waiting in line to give a press conference where you only say both teams play hard is one of the great 
Oh yeah, it's the funniest things. thing that's it's, ever it's happened. It's one of the, the great NBA, NBA things. In the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's like the single funniest thing that ever happened in the NBA. God bless and good night. Actually, you know what the second funniest thing that happened in the NBA was? <laughs> Is that she'd found out he was traded to the Hawks, not the Pistons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, while he was attending WWE Raw at the Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Like the 10 funniest things that happened in the NBA happened to she while he was on the board. Anyway, I, um, here's what I, here, here's what I, here's my take on it, refracting it through the jailblazers thing. I think, I think part of it is that, uh, yeah, first off, I, you know, it doesn't seem like Jaws has done anything illegal illegal yet. Well, apparently they're looking, the police are looking into whether he brought a gun on a plane because the Instagram video was in Denver. So it's, um, I mean, I yeah, think it's it I think, a lot more likely that just somebody else had a gun, but all right. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, well, it, it seems very difficult that like also the, uh, the Glendale, Colorado Police Department are going to be trying to like extradite him, right? Uh, like, I don't really see that. Could, be a, play, could be a playoff wrinkle. The other Jock thing that's Jock can't Jock can't play in Denver. <laughs> Is it illegal to bring a gun on a charter flight? An NBA? Well, no, it's not. It, he's not in it. I don't. I cannot see him getting into any legal liability yeah. but nba liability just basically gives the commissioner a lot of discretion this is the, i think the main thing that i think about this having spent too much time thinking about it a few years ago uh-huh. is that the main thing you don't need to do as a media member is um is drive engagement by waggling your finger or like shaking your head or like uh concern trolling or or like making i think the nastiest thing is when they sort of make victims of fans and consumers mm-hmm. because then it's like oh you, right yeah <laughs> you care so much about the team you care <laughs> oh my god blazer mania means so much to us and they's guys have ruined it like the like if there's victims here it's Mm -hmm. you know it's the security guard Mm -hmm. who got who got laid out by jaws guys it's uh it's that 17 year old maybe maybe i mean it's possible that 17 year old was a shithead i mean it's likely but also maybe he didn't look you shouldn't punch 17 year olds Mm -hmm. yeah don't get me wrong but like but like I, if you are, if you're, if you're devoting a bunch of time, or, or coverage inches to like, can you believe what John ja Morant has done to you, the reader? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I this isn't like this isn't valuable coverage, at all. It's like it's, um. I, yeah, I don't know. It's performative hand wringing for the benefit of like, for the benefit of ginning up engagement. It's somebody who sees Jaw, um, you know, who I look don't like. Uh, I, I, something probably, you know, Jaw needs to maybe make different decisions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps, you know, somebody around the Grizzlies or somebody, perhaps somebody needs to help him make better decisions or whatever. But it, th- this is not a series of things that redounds to my readership or a columnist readership or anything like that. Like this isn't, this isn't a gristle for the sports take mm-hmm. fire in a way that like you are going to get out of it without being an asshole and without, if you, and without maybe being a racist asshole, mm-hmm. like all you need to do is report on it like news and then you need to say, and then you just need to back away because there's not, there's no, there's no upside to taking your sports take brain or your brain that like, you know, feeds the, the sort of same way that you might write a column where you're like, there's too much goddamn three point shooting in the NBA. Mm-hmm. If you're writing that to say, there's too much of uh there's too much Allen Iverson in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like there's not like there's no upside to applying that same energy to uh Jaw or to anybody or to you know, yes, to stuff yeah. like to anything yeah. that isn't would... the uh, that isn't an on-court product. And even when you write the on-court product thing, you know. You off you also sound like an asshole. So I don't know. Maybe don't write about sports. <laughs> I would <laughs> I would say a big a, a big example for me of what is uh, uh, okay. So people talking about how AAU basketball ruins the league because of I don't know what it's supposed to be like. Like people are too selfish or they're too used to playing on super teams and they don't get coached by uh like a like a catholic school a high Mm -hmm. basketball coach in new jersey but uh baxter holmes wrote a column about how aau basketball might be leading to people getting injured more you know what that one feels legit though Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 like, right. like that. Yeah. The, I wrote the first one is about, all. I wrote a column about yeah. that story actually. Like, like there is a reason to criticize AAU. It's the reason to criticize like everything in America, which is that we have all of these decentralized institutions that just like roll like roll around without any fucking rules or without any credentialing or without any like structures at all and then the kids get injured because they play too much basketball when they're 16 and that is how ronald reagan ruined the nba right because those were all government programs he fired all he fired all the uh (laughs) air traffic controllers who are also middle school basketball coaches Um, yeah well air he fired the air traffic controllers which is what they call aau refs yeah Now, Corbin, I want to ask you about uh, Twitter's new nickname for Ja Morant. Have you seen it? No. It's Ja Warrant. Like Warrant. How do you feel about that? That stinks. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) That's what I thought. 
I agree. You have, you have to say the word wrong for it to even work. <laughs> you know what? Well, that, that's a like, faulty like, nickname. Like, hey, way to go, Twitter. You figured out Jailblazers a second time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's why I brought it up. I wanted you. I wanted you to go. <laughs> way to go. You did it. Congratulations. You figured out the most low. You figured out a really loaded thing to say. Good job. <laughs> Jesus I Christ. do think. You know what? You know what I do think Josh should do? Uh-oh. He put his fingers together Uh-oh. like a villain here. Yeah. Yep. This is <laughs> good. I like it. Okay. I think that Josh I think that Josh should make his thing like I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> like you know that Sam Smith performance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that should be his thing. He should be like, "Yeah, I'm Satan." <laughs> like, I, "Yeah, hate me." Yeah. What if he what if he started like he's going to be suspended for a little while. He clearly has like you know, some some property in Memphis. What if he takes up like what's bow getting, and arrow shooting in the backyard? What's he getting suspended under? Is there a thing in the CBA yeah. that says you can't flash a piece on Instagram Live? Well, so uh, basically what he, he's being suspended for the from the Grizzlies for like going out and partying too much, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, the secret. Right. The secret thing that's going on with the team is that uh, I guess they had a meeting like even before the scandal broke where Steve Adams is like, Hey guys, uh, Hi, we're all going out and getting drunk on the road too much. Can we stop doing that? The playoffs are coming up. And apparently everyone on the team was like, he's only talking to John Morant. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, obviously all the, the gun stuff is bad, but I think the Grizzlies were like, please don't advertise that you're at a strip club at 3.30 right after we got beat by our biggest rival in the conference. Like, uh, so I think that's like, they're more like the pattern of behavior. I don't know if the, him flashing the gun made a difference, but, uh, okay. So as we do in this country, we, we give a lot of our important, uh, law enforcement and legal, uh, responsibilities we outsource those to the the users of Mm reddit.com and uh remember when they caught the boston bomber and they caught the boston bomber it was incredible uh Uh, maybe they they didn't put that they didn't put a family a poor family whose son had just committed suicide through hell for 24 hours for no reason no no no. uh they solved that crime um Um, (laughs) they solved that crime so There's basically one guy who made a Reddit post uh, misunderstanding the NBA rules and just declared that uh, the CBA for any kind of gun crime allows the commissioner to suspend a player for at least 50 games. That is purely based on Gilbert Arenas being suspended for the remainder of the season after getting into an Old West style, uh, like, 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 two three cba since then right also yeah we know that's not true because steven jackson got suspended for only seven games for literally getting in a gunfight that was earlier though it still (laughs) anyway anyway the uh but but it's the difference the difference the thing the nba said was it's different if you bring a gun into the workplace and club rio in indianapolis while it may have been legally steven jackson's business office where he took meetings and received mails uh but anyway anyway there's just nothing in the cba but then basically the cba just says uh the commissioner can fine you 50k and then suspend you 
as much or as little. You know what? St- Steven Jackson fired those shots in self-defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get hit yes. by a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not. Sorry. Not yeah. to... Still, he was in a gunfight. All right. <laughs> he brought, um, he brought a gun yeah, to yeah. a car fight, I guess. But anyway, um, that 50 game number. I would rather have the car in that match. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Jackson, not really known for his uh, accurate shooting as a as an NBA player. Either. The funny- Shut the fuck up, Sean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The best part about that was when he. I mean, look, we're obviously a pro Steven Jackson podcast. We love Steven Jack, love Stack Jack. Really yeah. nice that time I met him. Um, was when he was serving that suspension for the Warriors. On that media day, he revealed he'd gotten a new tattoo, which was praying hands holding a gun. Mm-hmm. And they asked him why he got that tattoo. And he said, I pray that I don't have to use it again. So I got it on my body. So good. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, met, did we meet Stephen Jackson in an elevator with Al Harrington? No, it was outside the... We met Steven Jackson and then met Al Harrington. Like I'm a few minutes all, after big all, three draft. I'm glad that all the Malice guys still hang out. That's nice. <laughs> so he, um, I'm not. I don't think Al Harrington was on the Malice team. Actually, He's, no, he was on the, the We Believe Warriors hanging out. Oh my! Al Harrington oh. was a Pacer, but was not on that team. He was on the Hawks. He got briefly. traded for Steven oh, Jackson, yeah. and then he came back to the Pacers the next year. Yeah, and then they both got away. traded to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, that, we needed that good Rick Carlisle shit. Now, shockingly, Steven Jackson, uh, we met him once and spoke to him for like two minutes at the mm-hmm. Big Three draft. And when I went to the workout the next year, he remembered me somehow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand that. Love Steven Jackson. All so right. The third time I met him, I was wearing a Steven Jackson t shirt. It was just a regular rooster tea feathers. Yeah. yeah. Steven Jackson is one of the hey, people. Hey, reopen, Corbin. <laughs> look, yeah, look. I, oh, please. Don't worry. I know that rooster tea feathers reopen. <laughs> so, I know. It look, used I have to have a really dramatic red curtain, and that that is no more. On oh. I've stated on this podcast before that we are a, a, a no players podcast, except for any member of the We Believe Warriors. And Steven Jackson is number one on that list. Uh, yeah. Um, always Sharunas, welcome on Jessica Vicious might be yeah. last. I feel yeah. like there might be a language barrier. Uh, Zarko Chabarkaba, I think, is actually last. Um, no. Oh, we have some questions for him about a certain series of photos, though, Joey. Right? Uh, Isn't he in those Beedrins photos? He is in oh. the Beedrins photos. You're uh, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk I'm about sorry, that. I'm sorry. I think you mean Andres Beedrins. Yeah. Well, it's actually Beedrinch, believe it or not. But anyway... Well, I'm trying to say B-E-E-J-I-R. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. a Ja Warant okay, that's thing. That's um, yeah. <laughs> I am, but, but like, I, I think it's fun to make fun of somebody for getting blown. That's mm-hmm. different. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. No, We're just worried top, it might have been a Getting crime. top is perverse. I'll say it if nobody else will. <laughs> um, Sean, is there any other questions we have for Corbin about this subject? Um... No, not really this one. Yeah, um, is there I, anything else you want to talk to Corbin about? I want to talk about a photo that I saw today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boston, I've sent it to both of your phones. Mm-hmm. It's a photo of uh, 
Luke Apparently, Cornette. the Boston Celtics do a scoreboard promotion where you choose your celebrity starting five. Mm-hmm. And uh, number 40, big white center, Luke Cornette, mm-hmm. uh, chose his celebrity top five. Now, I have not been able to determine whether the celebrity starting five always contains the player. Uh-huh. Uh, or if he but, chose himself. Yeah, I... I feel like maybe he chose himself. I feel like maybe he chose himself as well. Yeah. I think you normally would pick five celebrities that aren't you, is mm-hmm. my guess. Especially when Lou Cornette, I would argue, is a borderline celebrity. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Very famous. <laughs> like the second most famous NBA player whose name starts with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> third, if you third, count Luka Doncic. Even, yeah. yeah, I wasn't even counting Luka Doncic. Yeah. Doncic's there, so... He kind of has the same look that uh, Andrew Bird uh, did playing a mortician in the most recent season of Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, it's a unique NBA Okay, so look. he's the star. He's the he's yeah, it's a good show. Center. You watch Fargo? Yeah, Fargo's good. Corbin, Whatever. have you not watch Fargo? It's good. No, I don't watch. No, Prestige TV is uh, for babies. Normally, I agree with you, actually, but Fargo is pretty good. I don't. I don't need. I don't need. Uh, I don't need to be breastfed all the time. All right. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I eat solid food. Yeah, you, you, you. You. You're. You're rewatching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is that what you're doing instead? <laughs> fucking rude. First off, if is I he was, gonna get that boat back? Is he gonna save the boat? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, Falcon and Winter Soldier is worth it just because of making fun of the boat plot is just such a delight. It's so funny. You know? It's so great. Uh, it's just like. There's two plot. There's two plots. Will Bucky learn to deal with the trauma of being a hundred years old? Yeah, yeah and a cyborg, cyborg and like man. and like yeah, the, and, the blood of hundreds on his hands. Yeah, the blood of hundreds on his hands. Like like with like compelling actor doing it too. Actually, uh, a good pretty a good plot line, I would say. And will Anthony Mackie get his boat back? <laughs> <laughs> Corbin, did you see Ant-Man? Yeah, I did. Did you find it hilarious, too, that Bill Murray is in that movie and, you know, Marvel thought it was such a big get at the time, but then they couldn't even advertise it because he got canceled in between filming it and releasing it? Bill Murray got canceled? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Oh. He got kicked off like Aziz's my- movie for... uh. <laughs> bad stuff <laughs> he's been like minorly canceled oh. gradually for the last few years mm-hmm. i would say right yeah, yeah. Oh, bummer. but he got full canceled in between no i don't think that's funny i think that's sad okay fair enough okay let's talk about the celebrity starring five Wait, um, no, i don't need to talk about quantum media real quick oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Needs my opinions on this john doesn't see these movies anymore so now mm-hmm. nobody knows my ta- marvel takes mm-hmm. it's terrible uh, that movie's terrible. I yeah, I it catch him eventually. The movie's no. terrible. I mean, look, I'm at the point where I'll or whatever. I'll you know, nom, 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 piggy eats care. a slop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piggy, yeah. I'm at the piggy <laughs> eats the slop point. So, but I will. It does look really bad. Yeah, it looks awful, and I and I think that's especially frustrating because Multiverse of Madness looked really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Quantum Media sincerely looks fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. You know the difference there. Yeah, Ray, I mean, Raimi. They like, hired so, a real filmmaker to make a movie. You know, I think and that's then, almost unfair to Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed has made a lot of really cool looking movies before he was in the uh, was in the hutch, you know? 
you love uh bring it on you think bring it on is a really cool looking movie i don't know yeah i don't know stylish <laughs> Comedy, right i don't know down with love stylish looking movie you know <laughs> I'm being mean to Peyton Reed, who probably of all the Marvel directors we would most likely listen to this podcast. I'm yeah, sorry, Peyton up. Reed. Um, I actually down. do wow. like your movies. I don't know why I'm being mean about it. Um, um, I'm I, I'm sort of um, not very into multiverses. That's not really mm-hmm. a new thing. I've always kind of been like, really, we're we're talking about earth you know it should be said automedia not technically a multiverse movie anyway whatever okay okay i mean must be nice there's a kangaverse um yeah, all right kangaroo-verse. uh corbin if john morant was a uh marvel snap card which marvel snap card would he be man i took last month off <laughs> i don't know and i can't <laughs> Because I've been playing like I've been like going hard on this Fire Emblem game, and so like <laughs> another game has to like, you know. But if he's a jot, if he's a card, uh, let's see, he's fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Quicksilver is useless. You don't want to say he's Quicksilver. No, Quicksilver bad card. Ar- arguably the worst card in the game. Quicksilver could be. Because he's a bad card and you will inevitably draw him. But also, I think Modoc, uh, not Modoc, uh, Mbaku's the worst card in the game. Oh, yeah, Mbaku's a pretty bad card. Too. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who Mbaku is. Mbaku from Black Panther, the uh, the the tough guy who lives in the mountains. Oh, that has yeah. Mbaku. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think of that. I just, I'm like, I, for a lot of some of those people, I'm like, yeah, that's Angela Bassett, the the Queen of Wakanda. Like, and, uh, I don't know anyone's name except Killmonger. And in the Black Panther movie, the most recent one, there's a lot of scenes of him ostentatiously eating carrots. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I you know I think he's probably a one cost card, but I don't know which one I'm willing to commit to at this point. Perhaps Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket's a zero. He does. Yellow Jacket is a zero two that puts negative one on all the other cards. Yeah. And so actually, the, I don't think that's, Josh... that's actually that's actually Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. um, I'm going to say I think Ja Morant is Ant-Man. He's does a one he one. If you surround him with guys. Yeah. When he's going to the mall to protect his mom. He yeah. goes from a one to a four. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Does he have a shotgun Willie's booster? <laughs> like, Who's uh, a guy who your team always gets better when you trade him? Mike uh, Dunleavy. Rudy Jr. Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is um, Rudy Gay is Nova. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, back to Luke Cornett's celebrity starting guy, five. I think, I think it's Dylan Brooks. There's somebody on the Grizzlies who wears Rudy Gay's number. And every time I see it, I'm like, is that Rudy Gay? <laughs> I'm not getting younger is what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> well, you know who else didn't pick young celebrities? Luke Cornett for his celebrity oh, starting yeah, five. Yeah, pardon me. Um. So, Sean, do you want to run us through who uh, Luke that's Cornett's... Desmond Bain, by the yeah. way? 
<laughs> the modern oh, yeah. day Rudy Gay. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to run us through Luke Cornett's starting five here, Sean? So it looks like Luke Cornett is manning the pivot for this yeah, team. He's the center for sure. He's yeah. the center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just start. Which makes a lot of sense. He's the tallest of these five guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that he's got Gordon Ramsay at point guard. I think that's I what guess. this diagram indicates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's. I guess he's, he gets the point guard probably yells at people more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Chris Paul. Uh, and then a Gordon Ramsay type. Yeah. <laughs> Just like your jump shots and dogs dinner. And uh, okay. Uh, it looks like his shooting guard is Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Yeah. Is that, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does this guy, how does he know who Chad Kroger is? He's I mean, Nickelback not, was very, is a very popular band. Either. Um, oh, he's not? Oh. No, he's been oh, around. Oh, you're for... saying he's too old for. Yeah, um... I don't like, like what, what? What is a kid today? You know, John ja Moran doesn't listen to Nickelback. Um... But he's, he's 27. And uh, I want to say that this is how you remind me was the most played radio rock song in the 2000s, I believe. Wait, Sounds right to me. Uh... You remind me of how I really good. So yeah, 95, Luke Cornett was born, about 2005, yeah. he's 10 years old. Nickelback was probably his favorite, his first favorite band, right? Uh, I'm sure he saw them at like a state fair or something. Yeah. <laughs> basketball player gets into Nickelback. There's just so much here. Yeah. Very strange. It's It's odd. It's not... It's also weird that he's like, I, think, I like I Nickelback think, enough. I that... think the NBA needs to suspend Luke Cornett. At least at least an indefinite suspension. I don't know if it, it's worth 50 games, but we'll, we'll yeah. ask. All right. Now let's get NBA. to the forwards, guys. The forwards. Great news, John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of that YouTube show he had, right? Uh-huh. Uh, great news. Was that what it was called? <laughs> John Krasinski, uh, one of the Hollywood careers, which I feel like I'm the least interested in Mm -hmm. for something that just keeps coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jack Ryan, keep making seasons. He keeps, did he direct A Quiet Place? Yes, he did. Did he direct A Quiet Place 2? I saw A Quiet Place 2, but not A Quiet Place Mm 1. And uh, I thought it was all right. Sorry, his YouTube show that he sold for a lot of money was called Some Good News. And then did it immediately fold? Uh, I guess. I don't know, man. The <laughs> yeah. lack of content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he is, yeah. <laughs> he is pretty tall. I'll say that. And mm-hmm. uh, he looked. Well, okay. Here's the thing. It's weird that we've done it in this order because we've done it in the order of weirdest to least weird yeah because i guess you're last right last guy is vince vaughn that's the weirdest one to me <laughs> that's not the weirdest one vince vaughn's tall but vince vaughn is uh, why, yeah, why does luke Cornette love vince vaughn i mean he's the perfect age to love vince vaughn <laughs> he's just picking a starting five and like vince vaughn is tall He's eight when Wedding Crashers comes out. He can't see it immediately. Holds up this old school. Like, uh, what if if he was actually just super into True Detective season two? And that's the reason why. Does he love uh, movies that are directed and star Mel Gibson? 
because that's what mostly what Vince Vaughn does now. No, they're the aren't they aren't they directed by that really hardcore guy who also casts Bill yeah, Gibson? Ch- uh, yes, but also he's in Hacksaw Ridge, dude. Is a yeah, Vince John. Vaughn joint. That's how they oh, became best friends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's how he and God, Mel Gibson became at a lot America's of Repu- favorite, look, Hollywood's favorite Republican party. Look, look. Yeah. Obviously, I don't agree with a lot of stuff Mel Gibson says, but uh-huh. he is a good hang. There's no way around it. There's no way Mel Gibson is a good hang. <laughs> He's a fun guy to hang out with. But also, Fuck. there's no way Vince Vaughn is a good hang anymore. <laughs> what, because he spent a little time around Mel? Come on. Oh, he led that, that Wild West comedy tour. <laughs> he likes to riff. Uh, yeah, by the way, the guy you were thinking of, Sean, is S. Craig Zoller. Yeah. Mr. Brawl in Cell Block 99, Mr. Dragged is... Across Concrete, Mr. Bone Bone Tomahawk. Tomahawk. I haven't seen Dragged Across Concrete. Oh, but, I did. Uh, That's the only one the I've seen. The purity of Brawl in Cell Block 99 is truly incredible. Um, uh, yeah, he's like a weird Trump creep. Uh, I mean, he's got to be. And Vince Vaughn. <laughs> And Luke Cornette, based on these choices. <laughs> it's like that that movie is real weird. Uh what's it what's listed as personal life? Uh he's not very politically interested. Mm, sure. And he has no interest in ever marrying. He does have a he is a metal musician. Mm-hmm. His stage name is Czar. And uh, as a soundtrack composer, he he makes synthesizer music music as one half of the synthesizer duo Binary Reptile. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Oh, Sean. Sean album. Yeah. Wait, Sean, breaking news. Oh, uh, the the big festival in Golden Gate Park. Their lineup just came out. Oh, OK. Uh, outside lands for San Francisco and Sean. Guess who has to go? You. Joey Devine. Oh, no, I have you, to go? Because guess who was playing it? Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, is DJing at Outside uh, Lands this year. Yeah, <laughs> I have to go. I have to go. Wow. Yeah. I'll be seeing. <laughs> you'll, you'll I feel like I know more of these bands than I normally do, Joey. <laughs> so you will see Shaquille O'Neal and then Foo Fighters. Maybe I can get a media credential to interview Shaq about being a DJ. They're like, I, I actually have a podcast called Shaq and a Podcast that uh, deals with this. I'm going to be talking about uh, his appearance on a Discovery Channel Tank. custom aquarium show. <laughs> I, I haven't recorded that one yet because I want to watch. I haven't watched the Pete Rose episode that is next in the season, um, which ho- I feel like it's going to be really depressing. My favorite thing about this Outside Lands poster, Sean, is uh-huh. Diesel Shaquille O'Neal is text wise exactly the same size as Interpol. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I mean, significantly more famous. <laughs> I just want to figure out how to go for free. Is that so hard? Uh, you can figure it out. I've you've only gone, gone, you've for, gone free. for free before. Um, Corbin, I used to help make interstitials for the webcast. <laughs> cool, man. Um, all right. Is this what, our episode, five, Sean? Do we, five, we... Bucket, you want five bucks or something? What? 
I'm just, I'm just, it's a, there's no real reason I would be at outside Lance otherwise. That's all. You guys want to talk about video drum? I saw video drum the other day. Oh, I, I loved that movie when I was yeah, like, it's amazing. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it fucking kicks ass. I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah. the internet, bro. My favorite moment of the, in that movie is when uh, James Woods gets betrayed by his, second in command i don't remember the guy's job yeah, is like yeah, his producer yeah, yeah, yeah. the technician it's sort of the joe the joey divine to james woods is sean keen yeah i, th- mm. I think that's probably correct sure. anyway there's a point when yeah. james what james woods is like you betrayed me you've been working i've been working with you for eight years and he goes eight wonderful years <laughs> <laughs> it's really yeah. funny it's so good <laughs> The great, probably the greatest casting job in human history, James Woods in Videodrome. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, like, like he's just so he's just so hateful. Yeah, like, he's so gross. My roommate wanted to go as Brian O'Brien for Halloween one year, uh-huh. but he got too lazy about making the television. And I was like, no one will understand this costume except you and me. And he's like, yeah, but I'm gonna appear on television on television. So is that all? Have you seen all the Cronenbergs now? Uh, Corbin? No, I no. Which one no. are you missing? Oh, I've Dead Ringers. A bunch I like of them. them all. I haven't seen a bunch of them, but I Scanners. You seen Scanners? I I saw. I watched Scanners real recently. The Brood. You seen The Brood? I've not seen The Brood. I haven't seen Scanners or The Brood. Oh, you gotta watch Scanners, bro. Scanners I kind of love the. I kind of love the Jennifer fun. Jason Lee video game movie. Existence. I, yeah, I haven't seen Existence. I haven't seen Existence as somebody. The person I saw video drum with was like, "You got to see Existence, bro." Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's really that good, but it's very watchable. No, it's good. It's good. Did you see Crimes? Of, did you guys see Crimes of the Future? I haven't seen it yet. No. No. Oh my god. Mm. Love Mwah. it. Is there a lot of uh, body? Let me tell you guys. Let me tell you guys how Crimes. Of the Fu- <laughs> let me tell you guys how Crimes of the Future begins. We we enter in media res on a child sitting on a floor in a bathroom. He the child begins eating a plastic trash can. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm feeling sick to my stomach already. Yeah. Um, yeah rules. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's our episode. Unless Corbin, did you guys see? Did you guys see RRR? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so great. fun. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I will. Yeah. Um, Corbin. Uh, is oh, it, you guys watch Gilmore Girls? What's going no. on there? I was going to ask you, uh, give us a <laughs> one-liner on 80 for Brady. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, I, how, can you, how can you surmise the great works of art and but one? Uh, bad. Um, oh, you know, okay. Um, Tom Brady's in it, comma. That's bad. <laughs> Great. Now, if you're if you're making a spinoff of that, the most logical other athlete to make that about is clearly okay. the The most appropriate one would be LeBron James. You know, just like Mm -hmm. Dames for James, where they go to the NBA Finals. The funniest one, I think, would be a movie about some elderly women who love Mike Trout. The spectacular yet anonymous outfielder for the Anaheim Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting gout for Mike Trout. 
These ladies have to overcome mm-hmm. their gout to make it out to the big A for the World Series. Mm-hmm. That would involve that's uh, that's already an unbelievable movie, though, because it would yeah, involve the Anaheim the Angels series. making the yeah. playoffs. Well, um, there's, there's right. been a great movie about the Anaheim Angels making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Davis is prominently involved. Basically, for that great. to happen, that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has to be, has to pray to God that his parents come back together all right oh that would be so sad if he's like like 45 and he does that is there another is there like any nba stuff i should know about what like what Um, oh oh there's one thing i want to talk about uh damian lillard keeps scoring a million points yeah okay all right fine here's the thing i can talk about this week okay because once again, I look. I'm oh, here. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know what you're going to say. But I've been yeah. a little behind on the NBA this year. I'm not going to lie. Because of Fire Emblem. I. It's because part Fire of Emblem. it is the reason I'm yeah. about to elucidate. But okay. there's other stuff too. Portland's in a four way tie for ninth right now, by the way. Oh, hateful. Hate Utah, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. Oh, boy. I can't wait to lose a. Okay. So I am a Portland Trailblazers fan. I swear to God. but this i coming into this year i saw the roster i saw yeah we're doing the same shit we uh didn't succeed with last time but with anthony simons instead of cj Mm -hmm. and this is gonna work and i and i just saw these roster moves i thought about the team that they were gonna be putting and here was the thought i had I'm tired of watching this shit. Mm-hmm. And so I just haven't watched the Blazers this year. I don't fucking, I've watched, I've watched, I mean, I watched the NBA here and there, of course, but I, but like, you know, uh, the Blazers, I just don't, I just don't care. Like, mm-hmm. like if this is, if this is all you could offer me is the same fucking thing that you were doing. A bunch with of me. little guys. Yeah, just like, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of little guys and Nurk. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I and but I don't I don't understand. Okay. Look, part of it is that I sometimes use the website Twitter, which I shouldn't do. It's bad. It's bad for you. It makes you fucking stupid. It uh it uh it's job just, or rant, am I right? Yeah. It's just oh. a repository for all of like the worst impulses in communication in uh human uh in human thought it just all gets like shoved into this thing i'm better off when i don't look at it and yet i have and i watching blazer fans just like okay so dame got the blazers scoring record this year Mm -hmm. good for him or but like there was a like a an avalanche around that time that has continued until now of like grown men getting fucking weepy about Damian Lillard. Like he's their goddamn dad. Mm -hmm. And I can't fucking tolerate it. It drives (laughs) me insane. (laughs) And like, and like when he got the scoring title, there was a lot of like, this is the best blazer ever. And it's like, they won a finals. They won. They won a title. They made the finals twice with Drexler. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Lillard has not even been a part of the best team 
that topped out at a conference finals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I like, like, this is not the best blazer of all time. Like, he's just the one who's, you know, who hasn't demanded a trade the longest. Well, Corbin, well, I'll it's tell like you recency something bias. that annoyed <laughs> me this week is Damian Lillard joined a fight people were having about this on Twitter. Um, oh, so a guy was talking about how, like, a team built around Clyde was better than a team built around Dame, then Dwight James RT'd it with, you think Kevin Duckworth would have made a couple of all-star games playing with Dame, question mark, and then Dame quote tweeted that saying LA made three playing with Dame, question yeah, mark. That doesn't, oh. that's different. I mean, look, <laughs> and look, then, look I want to make, I want to make something clear before we have this conversation. There are no heroes in this thread. <laughs> no. Like Dwight James. But also, Dame, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. He wasn't even tagged in it. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> like LA was, I don't know, better than Kevin Duckworth. I yes. Didn't, didn't LA make like four all star teams without Dame? Yeah. Well, like he was an all star before that. So then Dwight James replies, Duck was no L.A. And then Damian Lillard quote tweets that with carry on then. Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> don't, I mean, Dame, don't, Dame, you don't need to talk to Dwight James ever. You're good. <laughs> I, first off, that's the first thing. But second, like every fucking Blazer fan I know, like, why can't you, like, just submit. Just submit to being like, the Blazers are fucking bullshit this year. That's all you need to do. All you need to do is be like, this team is fucking bullshit. They need to do something different. And like, and you'll be living in a truth. But Mm -hmm. what they have instead landed on is fucking, is getting fucking grown man weepy about fucking, I love Dame so much. He's the greatest. I can't believe he scored 70 points against the fucking shittiest NBA team in history. Oh my God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's just, I mean, like, I'm, like, why? Like, why does it have to be the team I root for that has, like, all of these fucking people who are like, who are like, like, like I'm reading tweets that are like, I can't wait until Dame's Dirk style title run in three years. It's like, no, there's not, those aren't the same things at all. Those Mavericks teams, the Mavericks teams before Dirk were also very good. <laughs> and yeah, he he had actually made the finals before. Yeah, the also run that. Also, and the Dirk, conference finals. And I just like, like what, like I don't. Also, Dirk was seven feet tall, so he could be good old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, and also he wasn't that old, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I just, I just can't, I just can't stand it anymore. I just like, I just, I just, these fucking people, please, please, please get a hobby. <laughs> please like i like when the warriors were bad it's not like warriors fans were like i just love how to draymond out there he's my dad (laughs) (laughs) 
This is Damian Lillard. And like, he's so loyal. He's loyal. It's like, no, you're being manipulated. Can't you see? Can't you see that Damian Lillard isn't... Look, look, I I don't want to say this. Maybe Dame isn't good enough to make it happen. And he sees this. He sussed this out. He's like... Look, I don't provide I don't provide enough efficient production at the guard spot. To maybe he's like a fucking savant, a basketball savant, and he's like, I don't provide enough efficient production at uh, guard spot. Or to, uh, maybe he just looked at Russell Westbrook and thought, I don't want that to happen to me. Well, I can stay st- here he forever. Did, <laughs> he did say that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean Westbrook. Boy, he would have been. He could have wrote out that whole rebuild, and uh, would have been just fine. Uh, man, I do. No, think, like, I do think. Yeah, he's afraid. He's afraid of actually being on a good team because then, then he would actually have to be. Challenged. Yeah, then he doesn't get to be daddy because, <laughs> yeah. like, like he's not like the dude who's like the best player on a title team. Sorry, folks. He, like he doesn't like he doesn't like all he does is shit with the ball in his hand. Sorry, Joey mm-hmm. fucking pilled me on this. Fuck you, Joey. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> you know, like like the the Curry special sauce is that he can also run off ball. Like there's mm-hmm. other shit. Yeah. He also, can do. Curry well, at least tries on defense, and Dame does not. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, still, yeah, like, he's not good, but <laughs> yeah. he's like trying. Yeah. yeah, like like Curry doesn't stop moving when he feels a screen next to him, which is what yeah. Dame does every <laughs> single time. Oh, no, <laughs> it was and amazing I, that. Uh, did you see the game, Joey? Did you watch the game where the Warriors ran a box and one on Dame? Yeah, it was like it was really I, strange because it felt like. Uh, the in I was like, oh, this is how Raptors fans felt watching the NBA Finals that one time. Um, yeah, I do feel like he would have done a lot better against it, though. But like, because he was one game after uh, away from playing the Rockets, mm-hmm. I think it's like you have to. It's like coming back from outer. Oh, man, if I want that, if I want that scoring title, I'm gonna have to sit this one out. Bro. Yeah, like, like I gotta, I gotta, yeah, like just because. When you're when you're playing a team that has no interest at all in playing defense, like mm-hmm. like at some point when a guy's going for seventy, do you send a double team like yeah. you? <laughs> I just all I just the Rockets. I, They're going to be so much better defensively when they get Harden next year, though. So yeah. that'll be nice. <laughs> I find it incredibly amusing the Harden's like I I think I'm going to go back to the Rockets because um because they're okay with me being a party animal and yeah. I'm tired of. <laughs> I'm just like tired of these bad vibes. And he's like, I never <laughs> like, even like moved the, my stuff. That's part of the thing with Lillard too. Okay. Is that like, there's all sorts of toxic NBA player personalities out there, you know, but Lil and Lil, I'm not saying he has a particularly toxic personality. It actually seems like, you know, in the intangible stuff, he's really very good. Yes. Yes. But, um, he's, yeah. But that's not the kind of thing I fucking want to root for. Like I went, like, I want to be like, yeah, James Harden. That's our dirty dog. <laughs> like, I get the appeal of that, of being a Rockets fan and being like, oh, you know he stole a bunch of points from you by flopping. <laughs> what a dog. He's our dirty dog. Oh, yeah, he went to the strip club afterwards. You're goddamn right he did. Yeah, they retired his jersey at that strip club. That's how dirty a dog he is. Yeah, give me that dirty dog. Or like Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul, I could get behind that. 
I could get behind like, yeah, he's Napoleon. He's a little, he's a little, he's a mean little man. And he's rude to everybody. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, give me that shit. Give me that anti-hero shit. But no, I'm stuck with fucking Damian Lillard, who's like, I I do love, I just love the people of Portland so much. With all of my big, massive heart, I love you. I love you. I don't. Why does it have to be him? Like why? Like like why can't Blazer fans be like Harden has never flopped in his life? Like why can't they be doing that? Why can't they be annoying in that way? Because that's a way of being annoying. I respect. I don't respect the way of being annoying where you're like transparently trying to deal with the fact that you're worried your dad didn't love you enough (laughs) where you're like making a second dad (laughs) that's all well i think that's the perfect place to end this episode (laughs) harden for lillard let's do it let's get the the dirty dog in the pacific northwest Let's you like strip clubs? clubs where you hang out with the strippers and have like lengthy conversations about prestige TV. Uh, He'll let's love go. It. Uh, Corbin, where can our listeners find you? Fucking Not on bomb. Twitter, the worst website on earth. Well, no, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, really? But I, yeah. I just fucking hate it is all. <laughs> I don't know. My newsletter is Caterpillar Steps. I've been contributing to Rolling Stone lately. If anybody has any ideas for me to write for Rolling Stone, hit me and tell me those because I can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My birthday's tomorrow. Oh, oh happy birthday, happy big birthday Corbin. Not. The I big 2-8. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 27 again, brothers. <laughs> uh, Caterpillar Steps is my Your podcast? Twitter. Turtle Pond. Turtle Pond Hangout is my podcast. If mm-hmm. you if you don't already listen to it, you probably won't. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. You, uh, got a, check- you got a Nintendo Switch friend code you want to share? No. Okay, fair enough. Check out, check right. out uh, Persona 5. It's a real trip. Royal. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, um, if you, I mean, if you're if you want to know about the uh, Union sub universe that uh, that dominates Japanese politics, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, great. And uh, Sean, anything you would like to plug? Yeah, I'll be at the Sacramento Punchline uh, March 23rd through the 25th. I'll be featuring for Ali Makovsky. That's fun. Um, <laughs> Joey, do you really think that's fun? Yeah, Ali's really funny. She's fun. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, it will be fun. Sure, the Sacramento buddy. Punchline is yeah. just fundamentally uh, a fun place to perform, too. Uh, sorry, I if I sounded disinterested, it was because I was looking through Frankie Muniz tweets. Um <laughs> <laughs> you can always find me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Oh, on... I'm getting some new business cards. If you see me in person, I'll give you a business card. Oh, great. Um, you, you follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on 22323. I tweeted 
to everyone that supported me and the At State 48 Foundation and purchased Muniz racing gear from my website. Thank you. I'm in Cancun for my sister's wedding and will announce the winner of my signed Daytona helmet this weekend when I get home. I'll post video of drawing. Um, so congratulations to Frankie's sister on getting married yeah, in Cancun. Frank, her, her name is Frankie Cosmos Muniz. Yeah, um, <laughs> trust the process. Trust the process. And shut it down. You can talk about Ja Morant without being racist, white sports media. Remember that. Bye. Yeah. Hey, Rambo, what the fuckers? We're happy to be helping out with the Patreon, talking about our boy, Jim Boylan. We love this dude. Before he started training us, we were known as Thick Lizzy. A lot of calisthenics and medicine balls. Guess who just got hired today? That wild Jim Boylan that's been away. They're running wind sprints every day. But man, I still think that cat's crazy. He was asking if you had leadership, telling tales of Houston's championships. He's buying both packs of cookie crisp. He thinks Jabari Parker's lazy. Jabari's back in town. I said Jabari's back in town. Jabari's back in town. Jabari's back in town. You know that point guard, Mr. Zach Levine? He got Archie Adakino killed, didn't call out screens. Boylan yelled at Doc and got really mean. I mean, he was steaming. And that time watching Family Feud, the category was things you'd do in the nude. He yelled, shuttle runs, what a weird dude. Man, he wants to meet Louis Anderson. Jim Boylan's back in town. I said, Jim Boylan's back in town. Jim Boylan's back in town. Jim Boylan's back in town. the ball around shut Wendell Carter down beautiful souls abound Friday night he'll be 7-5 screaming at Denzel Valentine they're losing the game by 39 Boylan wants a new deal, you better sign him. He's the greatest player from the University of Maine. Got more energy than a runaway train. When he sweats hard, it smells like propane. Now that Jim Boylan's here again, Jim Boylan's back in town. Jim Boylan's back in town. Jim Boylan's back in town. Beautiful souls abound. Jim Boylan's back in town.
probably going to get fired pretty soon. I mean, they're going to give him an extension. Don't spread the word around, but that kind of thing burns out. You know what we're saying? Don't tell Jim we said this. He'll make us run again. Rate and subscribe. Thank you for donating. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.